This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Live long and prosper. We're going to get through, I believe, um, we've been through two verses of Psalms 91. We're going to get, make some progress today. And in Psalms 91, we know it's the blessing of the Lord. This is a picture of a believer walking under the provision, covering, and blessing of God. And that's what we're called to be. That's, that's who we're to be. And, and the Bible says in Psalms 91, verse 16, with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. God wants you to live a long life. He wants to show his salvation he wants you to experience it in your life. In the New Testament, it's called abundant life. He wants to enjoy life to the fullest, to the max. God wants you to experience it. And the only way to do this is to live in accordance to his word, to what he says. So when you make him Lord, really, uh, someone was telling me uh, there was no commandments in the New Testament well, you know, when he's Lord, everything he says to me is, is a command. I want to do what he says. <laughs> Amen. Plus, it's, well, that doesn't really need to be answered. But anyway, how many know he's Lord and he's God? If he says it, that settles it. And that's what you have to get to, to, to that point that um, he is God. What a great revelation this morning. God is God, and we're not. He's smarter than us. He has more wisdom than us. But we have him in our lives. A satisfying life is only possible in receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior and by living your life for him. You'll never have a satisfying life until you accept him as Lord and Savior. And you live for him. That's where satisfaction of life comes from. In fact, the Bible says... If you don't have him, you're not even experiencing life. There's a lot of people hooping and hollering, acting like they have the good life, but they don't have Jesus. They don't even have life. Because Jesus is the author of life. True life is knowing him and living for him. To live a long life, you need protection. And we live in a day and time where they say fear is increasing in the earth. There's people afraid. Because of all the events and all the things that are happening in our world today. But we don't need to be afraid. He said, fear not. He says, he is our protection. He is our refuge. We look to him for protection. And he will take care of us. So in Psalms 91, verse 1, it says, He who dwells in the secret place. We know the secret place is a place of intimacy. It's a place of communion with God communion with his word, it's, it's, it's that place that you dwell in, it's continual, that you're living and abiding with him. You have an ongoing uh, dialogue with the Lord, communion with him, speaking to him, listening to him. That's dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow, and we know shadow here means covering like an umbrella, also means a shield, a protective shield. Under the shield of God. Now let me tell you, his shield cannot be penetrated. His shield will protect you. When you're under God's protection, under his shield of protection, 
you are protected and you're safe. Aren't you glad for the safety of God, for the protection of the Lord? So we shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow there is that shield of protection. Let's go down to verse number two. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in whom I will trust. In him I will trust. And that's where you can get these and you, you can confess what God says. And you're declaring what he says. You're agreeing with him. Faith is released. That's how you got saved. It says faith is released through your mouth out of your heart. And you can confess some things and get it into your heart. You can say it enough that you can get it into your heart. You don't have to be perfect about it, but you can do this and it will change the way you see things, the way you hear things, because it's out of the heart that confession is made into salvation. Now, the secret is every part of salvation is based on that. That's the way you get healed. You start putting the healing scriptures into your heart. And then one day you say, I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. You believe in your heart and you're healed. Is there another way? No. We've got to do it His way. But it's a good thing. To live, and this is uh, in your notes, to live a long, satisfied life, we need to be delivered from things that try to ensnare us. We've got to have that deliverance, that, that freedom, that's what we find. And I'm going to look at, in Psalms 91, there's three times that the Lord says he will deliver us. So I just want to look at these, these three and see what they mean and get some understanding. But these are promises, and because you have a promise uh, of deliverance, this, this freedom, you can live and walk in the peace of God. It says that in verse 3, Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. And we know that a snare is a trap. It's not a good place to be. If you've ever seen an animal uh, caught in a net or a, a pit or a, a trap, or maybe you've seen these spring-loaded traps that hunters use, you ever seen an animal caught, they try and get free, and they just get fastened more. They get more stuck. They cannot get free. And, and the picture here is that this animal cannot get free unless someone comes and helps. And that's the way we are. We can get in a trap. We can get in a snare that we can't get out of. Have you ever felt trapped? You ever felt like you were in a snare or you were caught in a net and you just couldn't move? You would hit a, a ceiling. Things were holding you back or maybe you were in a pit and someone needed to deliver you. Someone had to help you because it was not in your power to be set free. Well, that's what the Lord is, is promising here, that he will deliver you from the trap. He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler, of the hunter. Uh, and the enemy is out to trap you. And he uses circumstances. He uses what other people say. He uses of Facebook, <laughs> he uses different modes of information, what the world is saying, uh, all these different voices speaking to you and, 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 and speaking things that don't line up with what the scriptures say about you and you start buying into it. He attacks the mind. He, he attacks your emotions, your thinking, your reasoning, your imaginations. He attacks those things 
and it can become a snare. It can become a, a trap in your life. The enemy is out to get you. Or maybe it's just the, the weakness of your own flesh. You ever made some wrong decisions? Everybody raised their hand. Or you're making a wrong decision not to raise your hand. Not me, Pastor. I've never made a wrong decision in my life. Please. We all have. But even if you get into a trap, uh, and there's a trap set, I, I really believe we stumble into some of them on our own. The devil goes, oh, look at there. Somebody stumbled into a trap. Because <laughs> we just walk into them because of the flesh, or wrong decisions. But the good news is, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. He's promised it to us that whatever trap you're in, he will deliver you. There's freedom in the Lord. What about trapped by fear? Many people are trapped by fear today, or trapped by offense, or the unforgiveness. Or maybe they're trapped by debt. Maybe they're trapped by unforgiveness. Maybe they're trapped by uh, some kind of uh, sickness or addiction. Maybe it's pornography. I heard uh, Josh McDowell said the number one enemy, the most dangerous enemy in the earth today is pornography. He says, not even close. And the person said, what about ISIS terrorists? He said, not even close. Well, you can be in a snare, a trap, that you got to have help getting out. It takes God to get you out of. But God wants you free. That you can live and, and, and walk with Him. Deliver here, in this instant, means to snatch up out of trouble. To snatch up out of trouble. It means deliver by snatching us up. He grabs you and yanks you out of the snare. He grabs you and yanks you out of the pit, out of the trap. He gets you out of the net. He gets you out of the cage. He gets you out of this spring-loaded trap. He yanks and snatches you out, and you're free. You're promised that type of deliverance. That excites me. You get your eyes on him. Maybe you recognize you're in a trap. But I thought about someone that didn't even know they were in a trap. And if you know about the trap, repent and say, Lord, I'm in this trap. Look to him, turn to him and say, you promised to deliver me. Snatch me out of here. Beam me up, God. Get me out. And he hears that. It's a promise of God. He'll pull you out. Get you out of that place. But what about you don't know you need it? And I thought about Paul. Paul, in the name of God, he thought he was serving God, was putting, capturing Christians, remember, putting them in prison, and thought he's doing it, the work of God. He was in a trap. He was in a, a snare of deception that was holding him and he didn't even know he was in a trap. He didn't even know he was in a snare. But probably because the church was praying 
Because there was some heavy-duty persecution going on. That will get some people praying. And people were praying. And what happened? Jesus comes and he snatches Paul out of the snare. (laughs) I love this. He snatches him up out of a trap. He didn't even know he was in. Say, hey, Paul, I'm Jesus. I'm the one you've been persecuting. Oh, (laughs) things changed. Why? Because people pray. Laura Phelps was telling me about her uncle, Jane's brother. Got saved. They've been praying for years. I said, Laura, how long have you been praying for your uncle? He said, all my life. <laughs> Seventy years old, gave his life to the Lord. Prayer works. Amen. Prayer is a way that you can intervene, get God to snatch some people out. He was destined for hell, but now he's headed to heaven. Heaven is his home. Amen. But she was telling me this morning that her uncle led... His dad, 90 years old, to the Lord. Can we stop? You know, heaven rejoices. Can we stop and just give God praise a moment? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your salvation. There's no trap too hard that God can't get you out of. He will do it. In 2 Corinthians verse one, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 9, Yes, we have had the sentence of death in ourselves, that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God, who raises the dead, who delivered us from so great a death, who does deliver us, and whom we trust that he will still deliver us. See, Paul got into many traps and snares of the enemy after he got saved. The enemy wanted to take him out. But he, he made note, even though there was a sentence of death, God was greater than that sentence of death. Maybe you're in a hopeless situation. It looks like no way out. Maybe it's a death sentence. I want you to know God will deliver you and snatch you out of that place. And he got Paul out time after time after time. I love what he was saying here. God's deliverance covers past, present, and future. If he did it before, he'll do it again. He delivered you out of the greatest snare that the enemy had. And that was that snare of not giving your devotion, your allegiance, making him Lord, Jesus Lord of your life. You were in a trap. The Bible says your eyes were blinded and you couldn't see clearly. But Jesus, he opened your blind eyes and you could see and get free. In Psalms 91 verse 14, that's our second place we see this word. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. Because you set your love on the Lord, that secret place dwelling there. Deliverance here, deliver, carries the idea of being lifted and carried away to safety so that we avoid the trouble completely. Now, I like this one. I don't know about you. I'm into avoidance. 
<laughs> if we can avoid the trouble, if we can avoid the trap and the snare, I'm into that. What about you? This is some pretty good stuff here. And what I believe it is, the Holy Spirit will guide you and show there's a trap there. There's a snare there. Walk around this. He will lift you up, steer you around it. Have you ever had a little nudge? Don't go your regular way. Go this way. And you find out there's a wreck or something that way. But see, when you stay in the secret place, you know the difference between a nudge and him speaking. Or, or, you know, a lot of people say, well, it's just my imagination. But when you stay in that secret place, you, you recognize that's not imagination. That was a nudge of the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. You're, if we'd listen to that, we can not get into a lot of traps and stuff we get into. If we'll listen. But in the secret place, you start getting sensitive to his voice and, and hearing him. And when you're in that, that place of intense communication with your spouse, and you hear inside go, don't say that. <laughs> Stop. Shut the mouth. It could save you from a, a trap on the couch for the night. <laughs> it, could, it could save your marriage. Why? Because you stop and you listen to what the Lord says. And you get sensitive to what thoughts are from the Lord and what aren't. Because there's thoughts coming towards you. If they don't line up the word, you recognize them. So you, you, you have guilt when you've done something wrong, but shame is when there's something wrong about me. I'm wrong. See the difference? And we don't receive that because he, he bore our shame. You, all of us have experienced rejection, but that doesn't mean you're a reject. So you've got to discern the voice. He attacks the mind. That's the reason renewing your mind to the Word is so important. Important to spend that time with the Lord. Keep His Word first in your heart on Him. And He will show you in advance some of the places of trouble. And maybe you thought back, you know, I made this little decision here, but looking back, if I had made that decision, that had been a big trap over here. Well, that was the Lord leading you. And He will protect you. And there's, there's a deliverance where you don't even go through the trouble. Now, I'm not saying we're not going to have difficulties. We're not going to have trouble. Because Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. That's just going to be a part of our life. But there's some things we can avoid by listening to the Lord and what He has to say. Then in verse 15, it says, He shall call upon me, as the Lord speaking, He shall call upon me, and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honor Him. Wow. I will deliver Him. And the, the Hebrew word for deliver here refers to being equipped for battle. You're talking about avoiding trouble, now we're talking about equipped for battle. 
battle. In other words, Lord's saying, you're not going, I'm not going to snatch you out of this one. You're not going to be lifted up and steered around this one. You're going through this one. You're going to fight and you're going to win because I'm your deliverer. I'm your strength and I've equipped you. And there's some battles that you, God will call you to that you're going to have to fight. But the good news is we've been armed. We're armed and dangerous. We've been equipped. We have some resources. We have some weapons. The weapons of our warfare are mighty. You have the name of Jesus, the name above every name. We have strength. We have power. And we can come against the enemy. We can cause him to flee. We can resist him and cause him to go. We have the shield of faith. We can rise up against the enemy and see victory. I want you to take a look at a, a video. I, I had remembered this from a, a few years back, and maybe you'll remember it, but I thought it was a great picture uh, of what we're talking about here. So take a look at this. We both looked at the door, and here comes this dark, ominous figure. He goes, this is a robbery. I want your money. And he taps on my counter with his gun. And when he did that, I was just like, <gasps> Marion Chadwick was raised with loving Christian parents who taught her the power of prayer. There was just never a hesitation that God would heal. He would answer. He would protect. He would uh, be there for any situation that was in our life. It was poured into us um, to trust God, to believe in God. Mom and Dad just always instilled in us to pray, to pray in all things. Prayer was just part of our DNA. Fast forward to January 11th, 2010, a slow day for Marion's boutique shop. Towards the end of the day, she found herself alone with a customer. We did theme bracelets with beads, and she was building a garden bracelet. I said, oh, well, you need to buy a sparrow for your garden bracelet. She said, well, isn't there a, a scripture about the sparrow in the Bible? And I said, yes. His eye is on the sparrow. He watches over me. And so we got goosebumps and we cried a little bit, got the tears. We heard the bell go off at the front door and we both looked at the door and here comes this dark, ominous figure with something in his hand and he walks up to the counter and he goes, um, this is a robbery. I want your money. He goes, lady, I'm serious. And he taps on my counter with his gun. And when he did that, I was just like, <gasps> and my finger went in his face and I start rebuking him in the name of Jesus. He stepped back a second and he points the gun at my customer and he said, get on the floor. And I said, no, in the name of Jesus, get out of my store. I knew that Satan was in that man, but I knew that I had power in me that was greater than him. And he backed up and he backed up a few more steps and he got about halfway to the front and he turned around and he took off. The power of God was so heavy in the store, but it was like peaceful. Miriam called the police and the man was later caught. She credits her actions to the power of God and her parents' teaching. Now I look back and I see how thankful I am that they were praying parents and believing parents. You've got to teach your children. You've got to give them an opportunity to experience the power of God in their life. We were given that opportunity the whole time we were raised 
to see miracles, to see people healed and delivered. And that came from when we were very young. It was just instilled in us. We were kids. We didn't understand all of it. But when you get older and you look back, you could figure out what was real and what wasn't. The Bible says, raise up a child in the way he should go, and when he grows old, he won't depart from it. And I think that's the probably the core message of what happened on January 11th, is that I was raised in a way that I did not depart from my parents. I didn't depart from the things I knew in my spirit, in my soul, that would rescue me in any situation. Now let me add, do not do this just because you heard someone else do it. And I, I read her testimony. She, uh, this just came out of her reason. It was in her heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. It just came out. Don't try and, and go, well, this is my new gun. <laughs> it's got to be in your heart. And, um, but I want you to see the power the equipping power that we have. There's power in the name of Jesus. And when you get that in your heart and you, you believe it, this guy was, the name of Jesus drove him out uh, of the store. And he has a gun. There's protection in the Lord. There's strength in the Lord. He is a strong high tower. And those who run into it, run under it, will be under the shadow of the Almighty. They will find He is a refuge. He is a fortress. He is a stronghold. He is our protection. He is our safety. In this day and time, when your children, wherever they go, Target stores, wherever, they need protection. <laughs> Never would have thought we'd be talking about bathroom headlines, bathrooms, which bathroom to go to. Never would have thought that. <laughs> but you know, the Bible tells us there the time, about the times. The question is, what will you do? Will you be equipped? Will you be ready? Will you be strong? When the Lord comes back, will he find faith in you? So you see there in your notes, three deliverances of Psalms 91. If we fall into a snare, God will snatch us up out of it. If we tune into his guidance system, he will lift us up, uh, lift us above trouble and carry us to a place of safety. If doing battle is the only option, he equips us to win every time. I just uh, put down a few verses. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You have the name of Jesus, which has authority over every name that is named, not only in this age, but in that which is to come. You have a supernatural empowerment. You have the grace of God. You have the ability to take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. All demons, all hell 
have to submit and bow to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's bow our, let's bow our heads. I'm going to give you opportunity this morning to make Jesus the Lord of your life. If you've never prayed a prayer of, of giving your devotion, making Him the Lord and Savior of your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Maybe you've prayed this before, but you realize today you're not walking with God. You've been walking with the world. And today you need to renew your stand for the Lordship of Jesus Christ in your life. Today, you can make that choice and get that reconnected back in the fellowship with the Lord. If every head bowed, no one looking around, this is a holy moment. You know today the Lord is speaking to you and you need Him to be your Lord and Savior. Or you need to get right with God today. You need to repent and come back. I want you to lift your hand. We're going to pray. To lift it high. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Bless you, Lord. Let's just say this together. Say, dear Lord, I thank you for the cross. That you died for me. You love me so much that you took my sin and you died with my sin. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. I receive you as Lord and Savior today, right now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord, always being with me. You always pursued me. But today, I've been caught by you. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277.